For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson. And I want to start this week's readout video from my Wednesday Wake Up newsletter with some housekeeping. Uh, specifically, a number of you have asked about our availability on alternative social media platforms. So the first thing I want to tell you is yes, we are now up on Rumble.com as well as on YouTube, and you can find us on Rumble at ClimateDN. And the second related thing is to ask that if you haven't already done so, please sign up for our newsletter, which you can do here, you know, as well as watching the videos and, of course, subscribing on YouTube and on Rumble. Because the advantage of you being signed up for the newsletter is that if we do get deplatformed, we can communicate with you via email to tell you where you can still find us. Not that I want to sound paranoid. And I especially don't want to sound paranoid because conspiracy theories are very much in the news these days following the riot at the U.S. Capitol. But it's widely agreed, and correctly, that they're very unhealthy for the body politic and for you, from QAnon to the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. Well, that is, it's widely agreed except when it comes to the fashionable ones, which oddly enough includes what I think is probably the single most common criticism made of climate skeptics. I can't count the number of times someone comments on our social media posts that we are, of course, paid liars for the fossil fuel giants. They say it as though it were incontrovertible and also as though it were not blisteringly rude and paranoid. Some of them even attempt to chat cheerfully with me about my role in the conspiracy. But it is a conspiracy theory. It has all the red flags because it holds that shadowy, powerful forces are gaslighting the public deliberately manipulating public discussion through skillful, conscious deceit for sinister, ulterior purposes. That's what a conspiracy theory is, and this one's fashionable. For instance, take Michael Mann, he of the hockey stick, and a hero of the climate alarmists. He's got a new book out called, quote, The New Climate War, The Fight to Take Back Our Planet, end quote. I'm not 100% sure what the old climate war was, but never mind. The point is, man has gone all Dan Brown on us. He told one interviewer, quote, the plutocrats who are tied to the fossil fuel industry, end quote, have adopted strategies perfected by the tobacco and gun lobbies. You know, boo, tobacco lobby, boo, gun lobby. And then in the actual book, he expands on this character assassination in remarkably lurid prose. Here's a sample of it. Quote, malice, hatred, jealousy, Fear, rage, bigotry, all of the most base reptilian brain impulses. Corporate polluters and their allies have waged a campaign to tap into all of that. End quote. Reptile brains? What are we, lizard people? And he raves on. Quote, the enemy is also employing PSYOP in its war on climate action. The forces of denial and delay are using our fear and anxiety against us, so we remain like deer in the headlights. The most immoral act in the history of human civilization. Not just a crime against humanity, but a crime against our planet, end quote. Holy cow. The enemy. A crime against humanity and that's not all? The most immoral act in the history of human civilization? Worse than the Holocaust? Worse than the Gulag? Worse than the worst thing ever. Now, of course, if it were true, it would unmask a very big, very bad plot and hooray Michael Mann. But if it's not true, it's a loathsome, paranoid conspiracy theory that delegitimizes dissent, demonizes opponents, who he literally calls a, quote, shape-shifting leviathan, end quote, 
and it walks in the ugly footsteps of Joe McCarthy and worse. Like the person who on one of our comment threads attacked Greta Thunberg for being a Zionist because of the Berg in her name and was promptly blocked, I might add. But speaking of promptly blocking, here's the thing. Man was and is a hero to most climate alarmists, whatever they privately think of his hockey stick or his litigation. But since they also pride themselves on being voices of reason and toleration, we say that reputable alarmists should repudiate man and his paranoid rantings. But instead, given half a chance, about half of them will say exactly the same thing about anyone who questions orthodoxy, that they are part of a plot to deceive the public for money. Now, having said that, I want to be very clear that for our part, we reject the views of those who call climate change alarmism a hoax. That too is a conspiracy theory about shadowy forces seeking to take away your freedom and your money on behalf of the globalists or something even worse. There really are a lot of people out there who think climate change is a massive problem. And the reason they seem to be acting in concert and the reason they seem to be enacting policies that some of us think are very ill-advised is that they think those policies are a good idea and they hold very similar views and they also hold discussions about what they think is wrong and what to do about it. And the thing is, their views may be mistaken. I certainly think they are. Their ideas may be dangerous, and I think many of them are. But they're sincere, and if it's a conspiracy, it's been conducted in a remarkably public fashion. And on our social media, we also delete all other conspiracy theories as soon as we detect them, which we generally manage pretty quickly. So if you're that kind of person, take it somewhere else, please. But that applies to our critics, as well as to our supporters. You know, there's a line from Susan Sontag about how she envied paranoids because they actually thought people were paying attention to them. And there is, in fact, an element of vanity, even of narcissism, about people who elevate their own self-importance by fancying that vast, sinister forces are working overtime to target them when, in fact, even their neighbors struggle to remember their names. But there's also some old-time intolerance there. A blunt unwillingness to believe that anyone could doubt our opinion after we've shouted it at them, so they must be part of a plot, which means they have no legitimacy and must be crushed. And you find this stuff even on the part of people like Michael Mann and some other very high-profile alarmists who, whatever else may be wrong with their views, are not so obscure that they need to invent plots to feel important and heroic. The bottom line here is that conspiracy theories are bad for the mind, they're bad for public debate, and they're bad for the soul. So, we ask that everyone reject them, even the ones about us. There's lots more in the newsletter, of course, including that noted medical journal Rolling Stone telling us, quote, a warming world is expanding the range of deadly diseases and risking an explosion of new zoonotic pathogens from the likes of bats, mosquitoes, and ticks, end quote. And the actual news that Justin Trudeau and Boris Johnson, among others, have plans, not plots, plans, to increase the cost of heating the house you're increasingly forbidden to leave and possibly banning the furnace you can't afford to operate anyway. And we mentioned a compilation of 148 scientific papers from the last year alone showing that the alarmist caricature of global temperatures being basically stable from the end of the last glaciation until the 20th century, it's essentially a gigantic hockey stick that makes its appearance in various different forms, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter, that these papers show is just a caricature. 
Also, in case you have plans to retire to Bedlam in the face of so much nonsense, we warn you of a plan for, quote, group interventions for climate change distress, end quote, touted by Psychiatric Times. And apparently this sort of uh, psychiatric treatment is a growth industry, part of this clean, green economy we keep hearing about. And Psychiatric Times says it stresses that, quote, the climate change presents unique and complex challenges to the mental health and wellness of individuals and communities, end quote as if all mental disorders didn't do so. And then it urges, quote, a transition to early screening and delivery of public health interventions that are evidence-based, cost-effective, readily accessible, and community-focused, with the goal of reducing distress, enhancing well-being and functioning, reducing the rate of progression to psychological disorders, and ultimately improving the overall trajectory, end quote. And again, we're thinking, well, whoever advocated the opposite for treatment of any form of distress. Eventually in that piece, the mist of buzzwords parts to reveal climate cafes, where you talk about your issues with friends over a steaming beverage on the model, we kid you not, of death cafes, which turned out not to be places where the coffee's poisoned or the fridge was off all weekend and nobody noticed, but rather, quote, gatherings aimed at increasing awareness of death and mortality as a means to becoming more engaged and fully alive within our finite lives, end quote. Which might be useful in case you didn't know you were going to die or something along those lines. Makes us wonder whatever happened to the Rorschach test. In the newsletter, we also continue poking fun at this scientist's same meme by which alarmists try to make some speculative prediction of disaster sound like the product of sober expertise, and the way we do it is we quote actual scientists who actually say things like rising CO2 levels help crops use water efficiently instead of making them wilt or become nutrient-free junk food or something. And as always in the newsletter, we quote two studies examined by CO2Science.org, one of them confirming that yes, rising CO2 did help green the planet, and another showing that cold snaps kill more people than hot spells even in a warmish place like Portugal. So that's what's in the newsletter. What's not in the newsletter? Conspiracy theories. But do consider signing up for the newsletter just in case we get deplatformed, because even non-paranoids have enemies. For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson.